Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Uh, hi everyone. Welcome to Grand Moth Tarkin. Uh, this is delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you in uh, weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, uh, soothing yet tinny voices of your hosts, Riley, actually my voice is fine, Jake, yes, and Isaac. Am I wearing pants? No, he's probably not. Already the episode has to be edited. Yeah, you can probably tell that there's something different this time. It's that we sound even better. <laughs> That's what it is. One of us sounds normal, as normal as I can sound. The other two are in their beds. Beds? <laughs> beds? We're in our beds. <laughs> They're in their beds, naked. Uh, I, ass- I can only assume. Can we start over? Nope. We cannot. I got off my rocket chair on the front porch sipping my lemonade. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what's happening. Well, here. So look, we we Still needed bad. to record an episode, and uh, we could not get together. We get to record an episode. We get to record an episode. We couldn't get together. They couldn't drive to my house, so we are recording I over Skype. I literally could, and you told me not to. That's <laughs> true. We should have done that and just had Isaac <laughs> Skype in. Anyway... Listen, this is going to be so You know what edited. we should do is at the beginning of every episode of our podcast, we should tell the listeners, listen. Hey, listen. Because that's what they hey. should be doing when they listen to the show. They need Remember to Remember Jason Alexander had like a one-season sitcom called Listen Up based on the life of Tony Kornheiser? No, nope. I don't. Look it up. Tell us everything about it that you know right now. The Michael Wilbon character was played by Malcolm Jamal Warner of uh, Cosby Show fame. I, like I don't know him. who the first person is that you're saying. Michael Wilbon? Sports guy. You know, oh, pardon the interruption. You guys. The, uh, the titular... That Debanco sounds like a good alternate name for our show. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon. Yeah, Jason Alexander played the uh, Tony Kornheiser character. Like, because Tony Kornheiser wrote a book about doing that. So, so yeah. Cosby I remember... Show. I don't know if Jason Alexander was a part of this, but I just I feel in my heart that he was that there was this weird improv show that was that only was on television for probably a few episodes called Thank God You're Here. Oh, yeah! And the entire conceit, I just from seeing commercials for it, was that every scene would start with a person being shoved out of a door, and they would have to start it with Thank God You're Here, which, what a tiresome way to not just do, like, a, an episode of of an improv show, but to do every episode of an improv show, every sketch starting with the same exact lines. I yeah, zoned I out really five years ago. And then, uh, like, like, oh, because it's like, whose line? And then I watch an episode, I'm like, it's not whose line, it's uh, Dave Foley. Whose line? <laughs> this next game's called Skype Called Podcast with bad audio quality. And this <laughs> is for all three of you. <laughs> I literally zoned out like five minutes ago. Yeah, I kind of got the sense that you did. Um, Riley, how are you? I'm all right. I'm kind of tired. I had a long day at work. Good. Yeah. I just I took. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're tired. 
Listeners, I'm so sorry. This episode is going to be bad and awkward, but we're not going to record over no, Skype no, anymore. No, no, no. This is going to be good. I had a Just cool like thing I was going to say. Oh, did hey. you? Okay, we need but to get in. Mom? We need to get who's into mom the episode. Anyway? <laughs> who's, shut up. We need to get into the episode. <laughs> I really... Okay. No more who's line. What are we doing like, with our lives... And with this podcast, I'm supposed to host, and I'm so tired, you guys. That's a little broad. Guys, what we have to do, first of all, we're in, we're in video game month. Right. In the throes right. of video game month. Yep, I knew it. I was that's why I In the throes. <laughs> so obviously we've talked about one game in one book. <laughs> and we're going to talk about more video games today, but we there was a thing that happened in the Star Wars world would you say it's like newsworthy here's what i would say i would say it is dofine newsworthy yeah no much for good news sir they've got nothing news Riley, you have to make a new theme song now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can pull <laughs> quotes from him. Riley, the news has gone down the ventilation shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do that. Do that. Do the. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. But just cut in Obi Wan's news. <laughs> the so, news the shaft. News. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. <laughs> don't be afraid of the news. Don't be afraid. Afraid. These are your first news. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the news that broke is that JJ Abrams was uh picked to direct episode nine after Colin Trevor Hand got picked. fired. Hand picked by Kathleen Kennedy herself. So I guess we just need to talk about our feelings, you know? We, we're, are we gonna monologue it? Let's I, monologue. Hey guys. Yeah. You keep on not wanting me to talk about the thing I want to talk about, but I have a personal bit of news, Conray. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. What? By the time this comes out, unless something goes horribly wrong, in which case, <laughs> cut this out of the episode and nope. I'll be dead because nope, nope. I will kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I will have, I'll be engaged. Hey. To Kathleen Kennedy herself, Christina. <laughs> if this <laughs> the will. titular Kathleen Kennedy Christina. She appeared in the thing that was buried way after the episode ended uh, in Shadows of the Empire where you put in all our little phone calls as Kathleen Kennedy. She appeared as me on an episode when I went to oh, the bathroom. Yeah. That's right. Bit. So she's a friend of the show and now a friend of me. <laughs> Uh, but not what I do when I make a new friend is I propose to them. <laughs> <laughs> you propose friendship? Is that the thing? No, I propose to be married. Oh, how many but lives? With that, come friendship. First comes love, then comes friendship. No, and you know what? Then comes baby. The you baby don't marriage. have to say I love you at the wedding either. And that's something. Oh yeah, yeah we covered that. That is good to remember. You have to remember that. <laughs> I wrote it down so I won't ever forget it. But I'm sorry, that was my personal bit of news. No, that's Gunray. good. That's I like Jake News Gunray. So, News Jake Ray? So, can, hey, you know what? We're just messing around hey. and having fun. 
but congratulations, Like a, like a bunch of friends. Hey, yep. thanks. That's it real exciting. As we're recording this, so. Well, that's true, but future Jake. Congratulations for intending to propose. To yeah, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Hey, the, the pathway to heaven is paving good intentions, isn't that the phrase? I don't know, and I if it was a phrase, I wouldn't know what it meant. Same. I don't Sounds know what anything deep means. Sounds spiritual, like our show. <laughs> Where is heaven? J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Let's, what do, oh, what yeah, are our feelings? My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. Yeah, <laughs> real news, Guthrie. Thanks. <laughs> so, what what order are we going to go in? We have so, to start with Riley. Do he we? has Let's the most invested Riley. in this in this trade. Uh, no, you know what? I as soon the JJ news is just it's kind of whatever to me. As soon Whoa. as Trevorrow was fired. I was just all aboard episode nine, no matter who took over. Um, my, what if it was like Colin Trevorrow's son or something? I guarantee he'd be better than Colin Trevorrow. I guarantee it. All right. Um, so, yeah, once once Trevorrow was gone, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for JJ. Force Awakens is such a good movie to me, and I love the characters he created. Personally. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm going to have the least to say because... I'm just happy Trevor's gone, and I think JJ will do a great job. Oof. Yes. Mm, oof. I regretted it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hiring Colin Trevorrow of puns. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a mistake that. That was my, that was my book of Henry, that joke. I feel like listeners don't know this, but we had talked about doing an episode on it. And I still kind of want to watch it and I, talk about it. I do want to watch no it. There's no real yeah. contextual reason to. Can we? Are we allowed Although, to talk about other franchises on our podcast? Well, listeners will find out very soon <laughs> because we did. <laughs> hey, no spoilers. Oh, sorry. Who's monologuing next? Yeah, Isaac, I'm done. Because I'll talk the longest. Well, I'm true. Anyway, <laughs> I think so. My uh, thought on the J.J. Abrams news. I kind of have like a complaint, complaint about this whole thing because. Cue it up. Riley, from... hang on a second. What? What? This has been one of our earliest segments and you've never made a song for it. What is it? Complaint, complaint? The complaint, complaint. Oh. Hey, I guess I'll make something. Here or it maybe is. Maybe there's a listener. Although anytime we've asked listeners to do anything, they haven't done it, so I don't know. <laughs> it isn't yeah, the listeners. Here, the uh, complaint, complaint song is happening right now. Take a deep breath. Relax. I've given up trying to argue with you. Not likely. Okay. That was it. Great. So, Good song. To, to complain, complain about the J.J. Abrams news, it, from the reaction I've seen online, it really feels like it took less than two years for the, the worm to officially turn with people in terms of how they felt about The Force Awakens, and it kind of, it, it's gotten to the point where it reminds me of the article in The Onion that came out after Abrams' other big franchise reboot of Star Trek in 2009. I remember there was an Onion article called, like, Star Trek fans complain new movies too entertaining, and it really, <laughs> reminded, it really reminded me of what's going on right now, because I feel like people almost kind of feel the same way about this, or 
like people clamored for so long about I want Star Wars to feel like Star Wars again. And so J.J. Abrams goes into the old uh, director's kitchen and cooks up a perfect Star Wars pasta. And people, oh boy. thank you. And people seemed like, oh, this is this is too much like Star Wars. Like it's there's an <laughs> impossible middle ground that everyone wants to have achieved. And so I think that's part of people's trepidation with J.J. Abrams coming in. And the thing is, though, at this point, there has been so much shakeup at Lucasfilm on basically every single project except for The Last Jedi that I'm really getting the feeling that the director is brought in to kind of give, like, their personal veneer to the project while it's more like a collaboration with, definitely with Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, plus whatever director they bring in to bring a vision to life. So I'm not saying the director is irrelevant, but... If you're a well-established director who is willing to kind of bow when needed to, to kind of not be uh, uh, kind of into your own fart smells like with Trevorrow and the and Lord Miller and that kind of thing, I think that's kind of what Lucasfilm was looking for at this point. And once again, I mean, Abrams was behind the most commercially successful movie ever in the United States in the second most commercially successful movie of all time globally ever. And the movie was in theaters for like less than six months, basically, in at least first run. So, I mean, I really don't see any reason at all to complain about this, especially because we don't even know what The Last Jedi has to offer us yet. We don't know what direction Nine is going to take, and we don't know what direction the whole, like, Princess Leia thing is going to take on, because that's obviously one of the big challenges going forward. So... We really don't know yet, and J.J. Abrams is really good at what he does, and I feel like it's it's just become something else for people to complain about that J.J. Abrams is, like, almost too good at what he does, and so people need to have some sort of negative reaction to that just for the sake of it. So that's, there you go, my thought, the complaint, complaint. It's been a while since we brought up Charles Dickens on the show, but he truly was made by the word. <laughs> Still always so ironic when you bring it up. I know. I don't care. <laughs> We're hypocrites. <laughs> We're so on the same page. Um, I was going to talk about the same thing, and so now I don't have as much to say, so that's great. But, oh. I, well, but I'll say it again anyway. Um, no, okay, so the thing that I'm really with you on uh, is the fact that I've been thinking a lot about this today, and I think I may write something about it for our website just because i feel like i've got some hey hey, i feel like i've got some ideas percolating and that i don't quite know how to yeah guys you've heard of a percolator is this jake's percolation corner oh god i'm not making one for that (laughs) and then just play that there's a fish in the percolator thing um yeah so is it jake in the percolator (laughs) There's a Jake in the percolator. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I've been thinking about is how I feel that we as the fan community, and by the fan community, I really just mean us three. No, everybody. Real um, Star Wars fans. Has, <laughs> yeah, we three, the only real Star Wars fans. Um, us three personally? Have, <laughs> us three personally have failed in kind of recognizing the fact that Kathleen Kennedy is the new George Lucas and it's really 
kind of hit me today. I, I went back and I watched a lot of, um, I watched the videos that they put on StarWars.com with George and Kathleen when the sale first happens, the Lucasfilm sale to Disney, and it was just those two talking about it. And the the purpose of those videos was really George singing Kathleen's praises and telling everybody how he just felt so safe giving the company to her and her steering the ship and making sure that the characters and this world was in good hands. And then when you watch the behind-the-scenes videos for The Force Awakens, Kathleen is there every step of the way. I mean, you know, there's those shots that we've all seen from all the behind-the-scenes Star Wars things where George is looking at all of the art that Lucasfilm artists have done for creature designs or ship designs or whatever, and he's going and he's circling the ones that he likes and Xing out the ones he doesn't like. And J.J. was doing that. But then a lot of times Kathleen was there at the table next to him looking at these designs. And she had script input and she had editing input. And I think that that's a really important thing that's being glanced over. And to Isaac's point, the way I thought about it today, I know that Isaac is the analogy person. And he had that really great pasta analogy earlier that I don't think I'll be able to talk. But it's funny. I'm going to throw an analogy out here and see if this makes sense. Oh, boy. So the, the way I think... That's how you know if an analogy's done, you throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> or just, hey, you made an analogy about Isaac's <laughs> pasta analogy. We're going And deep. related it to my unknown analogy. This is incredible. Um, we're analogy engines. I couldn't even say it. <laughs> analogy. Um... Okay, so the way I think of it is George Lucas, obviously, when it came to, like, ship designs, creature designs, he had something in his head, but he didn't know exactly what it was he wanted until an artist presented something that was in line with his vision, right? Like, they would all do these designs, and he'd be like, ooh, I like elements of this and this. And sometimes he would see something that was just perfect, exactly what he wanted. Like Dexter Jester. Yeah, that was exactly, yeah, he knew. So that was kind of his process. And I think that that is sort of Kathleen Kennedy's process with these movies where it's clear that she has a vision for Star Wars that's not necessarily like a narrative vision, but she has an idea of what she wants these movies to be. And she brings in these directors and she's like, "Mm, this isn't it. No, this isn't it. This is it. And for directors that are willing to collaborate, it works out really great. Like Gareth Edwards, clearly there was a lot of reworking done, but it turned out fantastic. Colin Trevorrow, obviously, and uh, Lord Miller weren't willing to collaborate. So I think that she has an idea of what she wants it to look like. But it's that collaborative effort where she's looking for directors to show her what she has in her head. Does that make any kind of sense at all? I I had not thought about that, but you're right. If this was... uh... If George Lucas still owned Star Wars and he just got other directors to do it, no one would bat an eye if he fired one of them. Because he goes, yeah, you know, we he's talked George about Lucas. it before. Did we? Well, there you go. I just didn't yeah, listen. on just like less, you know, to less of the extent that we are now. But yeah, no, that's a good point. That we wouldn't bat an eye if he would fired a director, for, right? You know, Empire or something. Yep, that makes sense. Well, I mean, sense. that's what happened with uh, Jedi, right? I mean, Richard Marquand got to a certain point, and George was like, eh, I'll take it from here. Yeah, that's kind of how he describes it with Empire and 
Jedi. And I don't know how much of that is revisionist history or not, but that was kind of his thing is he was very closely collaborating with these directors and they were really there to execute his vision. And, you know, he would approach certain directors that weren't willing to work within those confines that turned down those jobs. I don't think he ever had to fire a director, but I, I think that the way things are now is not so very different. It just seems different because it's like the new boss is here and we're not used to that person yet, but it's running kind of the way it was before, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about JJ, Jake? <laughs> I really like him and I'm happy. I mean, I think it's a shame that they didn't hire somebody more diverse or interesting with a new voice that hasn't been heard yet. But the fact that they hired Trevor to begin with tells me that this was always going to be a safe movie. Like they never wanted to take a big risk with this capper, even though I don't think there's any inherent risk in hiring like a person of color or a woman to direct the movie. But, but they, I think that they do. Hollywood sees it that yeah. way. Like big yeah, there's a, there's a executives risk like see it that way. 62-year-old white guy shareholder of Disney. That's that's where the, the risk lies. <laughs> exactly. Not in actuality, because most of, like, 90% of anybody who sees any movie has no idea who the director is. They just go and see the movie. But people are stupid. So, other than just, like, the systematic issues of movies <laughs> and how they're made, I'm very excited about J.J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. We, I'm hoping we get more... Uh, variety and more risks once the main films are done and we get uh into just star wars stories i think that's when we will hopefully get more riskier picks i was gonna say because jedi was probably like one of the safest conclusions you could ever come up with because pretty much all the good guys end up living i mean except for like yoda the old guy i mean like so the, the big three end up surviving i think that's why like it resonates for like a lot of people in there, what do I know for me? That's why it resonated when I was a, a young kid. Like, it was oh, yeah. such a happy conclusion to a saga. And I think hopefully they can end episode nine that way because literally only one of the big three can survive this sequel trilogy. I mean, that's at this point, that's the only possibility unless they get like kind of I, I just don't see how they could like let Leia live within the Star Wars universe and have that not be just kind of ham fisted. So I think yeah. it would be like be only one of the three surviving if, if Luke survives episode eight or episode nine. So, I mean, hopefully they, they're going to find a way to make this a, a happy ending. Cause I think it's, I think what'll turn a lot of people off the force awakens was someone like Han Solo dying and people figuring out, Oh, I guess it didn't live happily ever after, after the indoor celebration, which, which is real life. But then again, I think we kind of want our fairy tales to remain fairy tales. And that's not what happened to star Wars. You know what? To me, I, I think that, like, J.J. has such a love and respect for these characters, and he really cares for them. And I have to imagine that in his mind, as he approaches Episode Nine, he's thinking that he will want to wrap it up in a way that reclaims the victory for the original cast and for this new cast as well. Like, I don't yeah. think that we're going to, by the end of this trilogy, we're going to be like, the original trilogy didn't even need to happen because they failed. I think that it will all come together in a way that will highlight the, 
victory on Endor even more, as opposed to less. Yeah, as what you were saying before, Jake, about Kathleen Kennedy kind of having a, a rough idea of what she wants Star Wars to be. I know there's another like level of uh, kind of anxiety for some fans, like with Terio being brought in to to help write Episode Nine. I really <laughs> think that I think Kathleen Kennedy has an idea of where she wants Leia to go, which could have been part of many reasons why Trevor was let go. And I, I you got to think that. There had to have been some sort of interview process with directors, with writers, as to oh, what course. they would do with Leia. So I think Kathleen had an idea of where she wanted to go. And I'm thinking that J.J. Abrams and Chris Perio, like their minds put together, aligned with what she's comfortable with the most of anybody. So I don't think necessarily his writing is going to be like he's not going to have the loudest voice in this. But I think kind of his uh, his nudgings are going to be what like Kathleen was looking for in terms of where the story's going to go. Can I call a shot yeah. right now? Do it! Sure. Okay. And then I want to say something on Chris Terrio. Yeah. Luke married Martha Skywalker, and they had Ray. Ray's Who mom is, is Martha named... Skywalker? Uh, Ray's mom is named Martha. Great joke. Never heard it before. Um, Thanks. Congratulations. Now talk about that writer. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do again? Chris Terrio, he did Argo and Batman v Superman. Presumably other mm. things, but that's the only two things people know. He only I was gonna... According to history now, the, the books... Well, been. okay, <laughs> that's kind of the thing, right? Like, here's what I was going to say, is that when a screenwriter works with a director, their job is not to be like, hey, it's me, famous screenwriter, I'm going to, like, totally dominate this director's vision. They're working with the director to execute the director's vision for the film, so... Argo is literally nothing like Batman v Superman. The tone is not similar in any way. He was working with Zack Snyder. The tone of Batman v Superman is very in line with other Zack Snyder movies. So I think that he has the ability to write within the realm of what J.J. Abrams will want to do. Like, that's what screenwriters do. I don't think it's fair to, like, pin... BBS on Chris Terrio, like like it was his idea, and he was like, "Hey guys, I have a great idea for a movie. It's called Batman v Superman." Like that movie had existed, and it changed hands so many times by the time it got to him. Anyway, that's that's my feeling on that. Argo, I hardly know her. What's up oh, with you today, boy, this <laughs> Riley? You're making you. Martha jokes and whatever that was. I'm so tired. Yeah. We can't tell. And we're the ones laying down in our beds. Yeah, it's not fair. I have to sit at a chair. Well, why don't you lay in your chair? I guess I could. Is that all we have to say about JJ? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other uh, pod grooming to take care of? (laughs) Actually, oh, we we have a new review, don't we? Uh, Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, we do. Does this count as news, Gunray? No. this (laughs) This is reviews, Gunray. Um, <laughs> so that's good reviews. <laughs> uh, so this one is from Spinner on iTunes. <laughs> I hardly know her. Yeah, Damn Riley <laughs> Great, <laughs> bad. And I think this goes hand in hand with an email that we got recently. Because here's here's the review. It says, "Great podcast <laughs> that covers topics from film." books video games dash rendar what more could you want 
And we recently, it's a great review. Thank you. What more could you want? A longer review. That's what I want. I know what one person could want if this is the same email that we're talking about. And yes, it is the same email. <laughs> you want to share the email, Jake? Oh, yeah, I could. I know. I think you replied to it, right? I did. This is the really weird thing. Okay, so listeners will know. Um, and you'll remember it because you made a conscious decision not to do the other thing about emails, which I asked you to do, which was to just simply email us and tell us that you listen to the show. Well, only one person did that. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, even though it appears that we have probably over 100 listeners of the show, we have only one listener, who I think is the person who wrote this review. <laughs> On the last episode, I said, if you rate and review, I'll send you that Dash Rendar action figure that I had. And so this person said, hi, I listen to your show. Also, I like action figures. So if you want to send me that Dash Rendar, I would take it. Thanks. Bye. Yep. But they hadn't written a review. So I said, hey, thanks for writing in. If you can show us that you rated and reviewed, it's yours. And then also for him to, or this person anyway, to send us their information so I knew where to send it. And they never did. <laughs> so I know they're a real fan. Yeah, balls and us. Finnanananers court. So if you send in your name, address, telephone number, and fax number, then we'll read it on air, and then we'll uh, send the action figure. It is a little <laughs> conflicting because yes, I'm confused, but also yes, you are getting this episode dedicated to you. <laughs> That's true. I guess this is dedicated to Spinnanner. Oh, really? Half white that person. Oh, well, yeah. see, here's the thing. I don't even know where to begin with this. Because you don't remember week, who had half of it last time? Last week, E. McBee had the episode dedication, but he unfortunately had to share it with Shampoodler, who had to previously share it with Darth Goody, who had to share it with Robert, who had to share it with Jen Merck. So I do believe that, unfortunately, E. McBee is still carrying over his previous dedication so at least half of this episode, probably less because our last episode was pretty short, uh, is dedicated to E. McBee. And then the rest of it will be dedicated to Spinner or Spencer or whatever this person's name is. I don't know why I'm being so blasé about this listener who wrote us a nice review and did exactly what we asked him to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for writing in. That's what you can expect on this show. If you do specifically what we want you to do, you can expect little to no thanks. You can just uh, a tacit affirmative nod yeah i i'm just it, it, we're recording this kind of late at night and i am laying flat on my bed recording this via <laughs> skype so i'm a little bit more chilled out than i normally am no kidding i'm really jealous i want to be laying down it's great we should all like charlie and the chocolate factory style lay side by side on a bed <laughs> and record this show for the next 29 years <laughs> yeah hey how did they ever go to the bathroom if they never got out of bed Pants. Well, you know why they call him Charlie Bucket? Oh, <laughs> well, I'd never thought of that. <laughs> I just thought of it now. Well, I'm kind of proud of that, to be honest with you. You should be. Hey, you know what? Can I do a little shout out? Yeah, do a little shout out. Because we just had a fan like a tweet. And guess who it was? I don't know. Friend of the show. Previous episode dedication receiver. Shane Mark. Well, Shane no, Mark, how you doing? We kind of wanted to do um, a miscellaneous video games episode because there's, I mean, there's so many Star Wars video games. And, a Missy Elliott of sorts. And <laughs> there's, 
like it would be we could certainly have standalone episodes on numerous games but there are some that i don't have tons of like an episode's worth of thoughts about any single one of them so we wanted to talk about a few of them briefly and just talk about memories that we had maybe about playing star wars games growing up our favorite ones i think we've already talked about where we'd like to see them go in the future quite enough in our shadows of the empire episode riley yeah what do you like what's your favorite star wars game other than kotor 2 let's say outside of the knights of the old republic series uh that's a good question um i know that's why i asked it wow that was great uh yeah outside of you're welcome outside of the old republic universe i guess i'd have to say uh the the jedi knight jedi outcast series is my favorite the mm. ones with kyle katarn i i you would said like the right to, answer i would like to say um briefly that if if there is one complaint i had about the whole uh lucasfilm disney merger because so far i've been happy with everything that's happened since then except uh the the folding of lucas arts when that merger happened and and all the star wars video games and everything being given to ea i that, truly don't understand that was a real bummer. That. and there was a whole like a really good in-depth game and for i think it was game informer wrote a big piece on it i'd like to reread it because i don't remember it but i just don't understand how that could have happened uh money i think i think money oh i understand that yeah i, think, I understand i think that's the only reason ea brings a lot of money to the table um but do they re i mean yes they do yeah they, they do madden and all those things but like people buy plenty of star wars games and if there's new movies coming out the draw is there i mean i would imagine that star wars games were not selling as well because there was no real new star wars yeah. happening outside of clone wars which wasn't the most popular show on television yeah well, now you get EA to pay for a lot of stuff, and then they get benefits because they get this exclusive license. So I think in the long run, it probably does save Disney money to have someone else handle all that instead of doing it in-house. But Why are they worried about saving money? Well, because we live in they a capitalist society. They could probably solve world hunger and like, <laughs> buy Africa if they wanted to. Okay, so with that little rant out of the way, yes, my my favorite Star Wars video game series outside of the Old Republic stuff is has got to be the Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, that whole series of video games. They are so good, even to this day. Yes, you chose correctly. I understand. I <laughs> am very into those games. So th- those are really what I want to talk about more than anything. And I, I don't have that many specific things to say about it other than the fact that i i have to do and i know that we talked about it and i am going to be nicer i do have to give a formal apology to kyle katarn mm-hmm. because he is a great character yeah i kind of brushed past him and i lumped him in with baldy magoo and dash Rendar. I'm sorry, who's Bald- Force- who's Baldy Magoo? Best Force Unleashed guy, Star Killer. Oh, Star Killer. Okay. <laughs> um, there was this period in video games for a while. I think like Prototype and Infamous and all these games just had like a bald, white, angry protagonist, and it was kind of boring. Um, <laughs> all of them came out within like a five-year span. What am I talking about? Those Jedi Knight games. Yeah. So I've been playing these. Um, 
for to kind of refresh my memory for the show, and I've really just fallen in love with them again. Kyle Katarn is a great character who actually goes on an arc in these games. In the in yeah. the first, there's only two. I I think there was probably a plan to be a third one. That well, um, te- technically, actually maybe not. No, technically there's uh five. Yeah, you were playing the last two. There's there's three games before that with Kyle Katarn as the protag. Oh, that's but, right, that's right. But they're very old now, and very different, and not as the, the stories are still pretty decent, but gameplay is not good in those old. I forgot. I forgot about that stuff. Yeah, you're talking about like these are kind of like old school games, almost yeah. like the way like the old Metal Gear Solid games that were top down 2D or technically like canonical with the 3d ones right yeah but they're very yeah. very different right um so jedi academy is you literally like you create a character and you go to the jedi academy on yavin and you train with kyle katarn and he kyle katarn am i correct in saying he's kind of like if han solo had a lightsaber like if han solo was a jedi yeah yeah that's that's not wrong he was a smuggler you know before he discovered his force ability and yeah he he was kind of that scoundrel with smarmy scoundrel with a heart of gold you know type yeah and it's really fun seeing his interplay with luke who's so stoic and just like kyle katarn just kind of doesn't really care i mean he'd like take it seriously but isn't like precious about it based on the novel pushed by sapphire (laughs) and i I understand. Really his <laughs> I thought maybe Isaac was gone, but there he is. <laughs> He's still there. Um, I really enjoyed that, but I'm sure you'll be able to back me up on this, Riley, that the best part of these Jedi Outcast games, where you don't play as Kyle Katarn in Academy, and you do play as him in Outcast, because he's outcast from the Jedi Academy, is the little details in these games. They're very detail-oriented. What now? What do you mean by that? I probably agree, but what do you mean? I mean in terms of the actual like gameplay mechanics and the way that you interact with the world, yeah, and the way that the world is rendered. There's lots of tiny details that, even though obviously like games from the GameCube, PS2, Xbox era don't hold up super right. well when they're trying to do quote unquote realistic graphics, the details of it are so strong still yeah like um it, it's it came out in their jedi outcast came out in 2002 and i remember I I, we we talked about this recently i remember lots of little details in that game that like blew my mind at the time i know one thing we specifically you mentioned was um like the lightsaber when it's raining you can see like the 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 raindrops fizzling on the lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was just great. like at the time actually, I was just like that's like, amazing. Jedi Academy had that one, which was even yeah. earlier than Jedi Outcast. Mm, Jedi Outcast was first. No, you are wrong. That's that's Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast. Yeah, and then Jedi Academy is technically Jedi Knight Three. It is. It's the craziest. It's the craziest what series. Is happening to my brain. There was my understanding of Star Wars. <laughs> there was Dark Forces was the first one with Kyle Katarn. It was like a yeah. uh, it was like Doom, like that old style of a shooter. Right. And then you had Dark Forces two, Jedi Knight, which was um again a shooter, but you that's when Kyle first learned he had the Force. 
And then you had Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. And then you had Jedi Academy, which was a sequel to Jedi Knight 2. They just didn't keep the Jedi Knight in there. It's it's very and actually there was a spin off in there somewhere. Um where you play as, wow, as Mara so, Jade. But oh, it's yeah. it's very confusing. I'm so stupid. I was actually so I was in the middle of like playing Outcast and I was like, you know what? I should go back and play Academy so I understand the story better. <laughs> and didn't. And that is why. Yeah, in in That's the crazy. in the spin off after Jedi Knight, Kyle turns to the dark side briefly. Ah! And you play you play as someone else and you have to um, you have to like bring him back. And that's when he leaves the academy and becomes an outcast because he fell to the dark side and he doesn't trust himself. So then outcast is him coming back and academy is when he's finally back. I'm so mad. Can I tell you why? I was about to say when I was talking about him as being like Jedi Han Solo, Mm -hmm. I was going to say I really liked having a Jedi who was kind of smarmy and had a sense of humor and was just affable, but didn't have, like, a hold of the dark side. He was just sort of in tune with himself, and I was wrong because he did go to the dark side. He did, but he... There's an interest through all the games... subtle characterization. Well, it it is kind of... There is something interesting going on because throughout uh, all the games where he can use the Force, you Mm -hmm. can... Because it's a video game, you can use like quote unquote light side powers and dark side powers. Yes, um, this is a big thing. And and they work that into his character because he is he is someone who could flirt kind of like I guess Mace Windu was said to, he could flirt with the dark side and and still control it most of the time. And something happens in that in that spin off where he turns to the dark side that, that triggers it. Like he's not completely in control, I think. But mm. I, it's His been a long time since they played it. Yeah, exactly. But so they kind of work the 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 skills that you use in the game into the story, which is a neat little detail as well. That is really cool. The thing I really like a lot too, in particular in Outcast, which is more of a linear game, but the levels are so long. Yeah. And they're so maze like, and but very very clever, like. It it is like you will find a key that a bad guy dropped and have to use it on the right door and use the things that you can find in that room to unlock a door in a completely different part of the level. There's almost a Metroid-like design mm-hmm. to the world, and it's really great. And there will be sections where you have to – there's a lot of like good mix of platforming and like blaster shooting and lightsaber stuff. But there'll also be like little puzzles where you have to take control of a mouse droid and like to fit into a really tiny compartment in an imperial yeah, base, fun. or use like their big ion cannons to take down a walker or something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's all very clever, elaborate game design. And you, you you'll be playing this game for like six hours and realize that you and then you get a lightsaber and realize oh I've just like started this game right. And, and very good. the lightsaber combat is probably the best lightsaber combat in a Star Wars game. Like they I really, agree. they really nailed it in that game. It still feels. I still prefer it to Force Unleashed. I think oh, it feels yeah. better. It does. And one of the last things I'll say with this game, just still one of my favorite details ever in a game, is the way that your lightsaber, if you're walking along like a a wall and your lightsaber grazes the wall, it will leave, like, a, you know, 
Mm -hmm. It'll burn into the wall and leave the mark of your lightsaber into it. I remember trying to, like, write my name with my lightsaber (laughs) on a wall as a kid and stuff. It's still very impressive to this day. It's great. Yeah, there's, like, different styles you can switch between to have, like, fast attacks, slow attacks, and stuff like that. Yeah, like, you use force sense to see, like, hidden objects in the room. Like, they they use all these things in a very clever gameplay way that's more than just oh you can lift up a guy and throw him it's it's more like puzzle oriented which yeah, is good it's very well designed mechanics that and, and because of that they hold up unlike something like shadows of the empire which we talked about where those yeah. mechanics just do not hold up at all you can go back to this 15 year old game and it still plays really well and this is the thing that bums me out is that ea has never made a game like this yeah I don't that I know maybe they published a game like they've never developed internally a game that is this deep and complex and character driven and narrative driven and has all these different gameplay systems and like choice it's all just it's a sports game it's a shooter game they're very <laughs> yeah. straightforward genre stuff where you can tack on a lot of DLC to it and that's concerning for me I think they could probably that's why I'm excited for the Amy Hennig game once again right when uh when Rogue One was announced, hey, do we still have Isaac with us? By the way, I know we should check in, Isaac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so what? bored. Play more games. I don't know what to tell you. When Rogue One was we announced, have Isaac on our show. we should have Isaac. Let's have him on as a guest. When Rogue One was announced, um, I understand. <laughs> when Rogue One was announced, uh. And we got our, our like first cast pictures and stuff. I like totally thought Cassian was going to end up being Kyle Katarn because he just had, he looks he had the like look, him. and I was like so excited. Now I I like Cassian a lot, and I'm kind of glad because then you know Kyle would be dead. But um, yeah, I I totally thought Cassian was going to end up being Kyle Katarn. By the way, what a great game that would have been if they wanted to do a tie-in game. Oh. You have a little team, and like you could just make like a six-hour game that is the Battle of Scarif, and like all the little team members, various missions and stuff. But why? Instead, they release uh, they release DLC for Battlefront for Scarif. I know, so, but just like think about that. Like think about like oh, the linear stuff of you could be Jin on Wobani, like in the labor camp and escaping, and then you're on the um like weird upside down. Ring of Kafreen world and yeah. all these like these cool places where these fun things could happen, and we get a flat like shooter. whatever Jetta City shooter map. Yep. I don't want to hate on people who like that game. Like it's a fine game. It's just those. It's just not what we want. Games to be more than that. Yeah. It's just not what we want. It's not for us, I think, is what it comes down to. We're Star Wars fans. We say we want a thing, and then you'll give it to us, and then we'll complain why it's not <laughs> the thing that we wanted. Okay, so now we're going to take a little break, and we're going to jump in with Jasmine, who yeah. is going to tell us about the Force Unleashed, and then we'll be back to talk about more of our stupid video games. Yep. Hey guys, we are awkwardly dropping into the middle of this miscellaneous video game episode. We don't even know what what the... 
<laughs> we don't even thanks. That we was, don't even know what the episode's gonna be called that's yet. That's right, but you do now, because of that sound effect, understand that it was dropped in because of the helpful sound effect by our good friend Isaac. What's going on? <laughs> and what we have here is um we me we Jake. Me. You personally? <laughs> me personally. <laughs> Riley personally and Isaac personally. Is yeah, that cat's wanna, uh, scratch gonna we're also show gonna up? Have we sounds of this new cat that Riley has introduced but into his life. By this point, you've probably already heard about the cat because the episodes before that that we're recording after this will already be out. Guys, I love recording out of order. Time, <laughs> our, our podcast is kind of like how Amy Adams perceives time in Arrival, where it's just kind of a non-linear, good flick, constant. Wow. Hey, you know what? It's a good flick. Eh. Can you put the microphone? Whoa! Up? Hey, that sound well, wait you a just minute. heard. <laughs> that sound you just heard is our special guest for this particular segment. Jasmine! Hi! Hey, it's Jasmine. Featuring Jasmine! Jasmine, welcome to the show. Hello. You're here because, uh, like, us three don't have a good knowledge of the Force Unleashed video games, but you are a big fan of these games. Um, eh, was big fan. Uh-oh, oh. like rallying the prequels. Was big fan. Now was not big, big fan. Not big fan. Okay, so well, when Force Awakens come out, were you big fan <laughs> of Force Unleashed? <laughs> And so in preparation for this, I watched a playthrough of it, because I haven't played it in years. Okay. And it was rough. But I still love it, but I don't yeah. love it. There you go. Mm, expound. Yes. Love it, but don't love it. It sounds like your feelings on it are going to match my feelings of Shadows of the Empire, probably. Mm. And probably most old games, if you go back yeah. and play them. Yeah. I don't know. A lot like, of them don't hold up. Yeah. Except, Except for KOTOR. Yes, I was just about to say that. And maybe another one that we'll talk about. Yeah, KOTOR. But anyway, so Force Unleashed, this was a big game because this was the only... Can I interrupt you real quick? No. Jasmine, (laughs) do you like KOTOR too? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Please continue. I'm glad we could stop the train for that (laughs) station. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're shaking off the cobwebs. This is the first thing we've recorded in a month. So... Yep. I tried to play... I tried to watch a walkthrough... A playthrough of a KOTOR 2. I've made about 20 minutes and haven't been back since. It's hard to That's watch. Fine. It's That's hard fine. to watch oh, playthroughs. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hard to watch a playthrough. The, I gotta say, maybe this is the old fogey nest coming out in me, but I don't fogey understand nest. the... That's a, <laughs> or a fogey sleep? That is a very deep cut to Jake Fogelnest, who's a comedian who had a podcast on your role for a while. Come on the show. Boy. Keep it in. Jared Fogel. Prison. <laughs> person. Jared Fogel person. <laughs> Famed sub magnate and creep. <laughs> so, got one of my what we're trying right to now. ask is a creep. a creep or a sub? Does Jared Fogelness in any way like intersect with the Force Unleashed? Um, <laughs> I think he's I think he's in there. He he played one of the stormtroopers. He must have been like a, a pretty guys. Good you know Daniel game. Craig play a stormtrooper in Force Awakens? <laughs> this is no the way. Worst. You know what? When I woke up this morning, I felt like a stormtrooper. <laughs> So, what does a stormtrooper buy when it goes to Walmart? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably like so much toilet paper because can you imagine how hard it is to get off their pants? He probably tries to pull it off the shelf, but he misses because they have such bad aim. Oh my! You know what? Sometimes we can get a little mean spirited on the show, but we like to have humor that everybody can appreciate. It's within the Star Wars universe. I have a really serious question. Okay. If a stormtrooper and a red shirt from Star Trek got in a fight, who would win? Because the stormtrooper can't hit okay. him, but the red shirt okay. always dies. This is good. <laughs> this is very good. Oh, this is so much fun. But you know what? We should get back to our guests. Yeah, this is the worst because they've been in a normal episode, and then all of a sudden, this is thrown in. <laughs> Slash the best. Okay, so this game 
Am, am slash I wrong? film. This is slash the guitarist. No. <laughs> Jasmine will not speak this episode. <laughs> this was the only Star Wars game, mainline Star Wars game for this console generation, right? It was only Unleash and Unleash Two for yeah. the like PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. So this seems crazy, is, but it's probably right. I know when you compare it to the That's previous crazy. like PS2. You know what? It's kind of crazy when you think about it. <laughs> but describe what it is that like appeals to you about this game. Like what can was I, it? Okay. Can I answer Riley's this gonna, one? <laughs> nothing. Riley's going to say nothing. Okay. Okay, so I think this was actually the first console game I played, like a Star Wars game that wasn't Lego. Oh, so yeah. Oh. it yeah, it was big for me. I really loved it. Um, and once I played it, it was just the story, the characters, and then Sam Witwer eventually. <laughs> but ah, I, I this was the reason that yes, I, think, I right. loved everything about it for the longest time. It was Darth Maul himself, Sam Witwer. That's yes. right. Yes. Cool. Now Emperor Palpatine himself. <laughs> Sam a lot Witwer. of things. I'm going to say he's a better Darth Maul. That vampire in that one show himself. Oh, Once Upon <laughs> oh, yeah. a Witwer. Yeah, no, no, not that one. <laughs> I would watch it though. That would be a great podcast for him. It's just he really Once should do Once Upon a Witwer. He's been talking about doing an RPG show. Oh my gosh! With Please. the cast from Rebels, which is if that, that if that be, happens, no one will ever listen. It obviously, to ours, would so. not. No, it wouldn't be as good. He's but, one of those voice well, actors who talks to Biggie about being really busy. I welcome him to try to compete with our RPGs, <laughs> but it's simply not going to happen for him. What's the story to this game, by the way? So because. Like as I, we're playing these games, like I'm playing Shadows of the Empire and um, Outcast in Jedi Academy, and so like this triumvirate of Star Killer, Kyle Katarn, and guys, I that love the cat word is up my back. Get out your dictionary.com <laughs> word of the day calendars. The cat literally just crawled up my back. <laughs> I felt like uh, like my jeans, like under my shirt, like start to wiggle. <laughs> Get cats getting fresh oh. with me. <laughs> This triumvirate of Starkiller, <laughs> Kyle Katarn, and Dash Rendar, just like to me, triumvirate. they seem like these kind of like boring white, like avatars of like weird, powerful people with no personalities. But is there like an appeal to Starkiller as a character it's other than me. just being voiced by and Sam looking well, Once Upon a Witwer? He does look like him. Did they use his likeness for the game? They yeah, sure did. no, nice. he looks like in mocap. The yeah, the mo the motion Ew. cap, the mocap. <laughs> a weird pop. Okay, does it, does anybody know what year it came out? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. Year of our Lord. So, so your Mass Effect yes. came out. Ooh, let's yeah, talk that's about right. That. A much this game, by game. the way, was delayed for like ages. It was in development. Which, Heck, we'll say because which is, a is one of the things I hate about it because it's a very short game for how long it was in development. Yeah. yeah it's a, they spent too much time on the physics engine. This was an Unreal Engine game? I don't know. I just that's remember I demos recall. from one of the E3s before it where they talked about physics for like the whole show. That's basically, yeah, this was kind of, boy, probably the same year that Arkham... No, that was no, 2008. That was, was, 2000, was, yeah. was Arkham and Bioshock, I think. But that's crazy. This is when like Unreal Engine stuff really was very good. popular. Yeah. And like, guys, we can make a guy fly across the room like a real guy would. <laughs> he can knock over a bucket, too, when he falls. He can stop a Star Destroyer. Yeah, Shut okay. Up. Is that the first or the second one, by the way? That's the first, that's the first one. one. Okay. Describe how I does think this game start? Awesome. As far as the. <laughs> it is cool. Can you like give us a recap of like? Do you remember the general story of this game? Okay, so 
Your star, you play a star killer who is Darth Vader's secret apprentice, who uh, he basically sends you on missions to find the last of the Jedi and hunt them down. And you do that for about three little missions. And submissions. Yeah, submissions. Like a smidgen um, of a mission. A smidgen of a mission. And then, okay, and then spoiler alert, in case no one has played this game or you're ever going to play it. Um, Statutes of spoilertations are long expired. It's been a decade it's, it's, it's at been this point. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, uh, Vader is in cahoots with, with Sidious Palpatine. <clears throat> the whole time, uh, betrays you, and then Vader saves your life. He's like, oh, never mind, just kidding, bra. I wanna. Oh, sounds like Vader. Yeah, I just wanna. You just know, right? Kidding, Quote Vader. Um, and then he basically just wants to overthrow Palpatine with the help of you. But in is that the, the process, one? no, that's, the first that's one. all in the first one. Oh. And the process is then after you've been betrayed once, then you kind of come to the light side a little bit more because now you have like this Jedi master with you and does it have like the classic Star Wars game choice where you can choose between good and bad I don't I actually don't remember does it one of those okay I think (laughs) does it affect anything it affects the ending yeah there's one eyedropper of the like infamous it affects the ending more (laughs) than the second one does (laughs) I've never played the second choice you can make in the game yes like a Wait, okay, so describe to me, the twist is that he's not really your secret, you're not really Vader's secret apprentice, he's what? You're he's not just a using secret you. in the beginning, but you think you are. Oh, so he's just using you to ki- to kill the remaining Jedi, but he secretly wants to just kill yes. you. You're like an too. Inquisitor, but not an Inquisitor. Oh, yes. Okay. In this, that makes sense to in me. This, this is the old EU, so there's right, right, right. no yeah. Inquisitors, no mm-hmm. nothing. Do you have a helicopter lightsaber at any point in this game? <laughs> no, sadly, <laughs> you don't. You can f- almost fly, though. Like, yeah. you can jump really high. Yeah. Can he hover at a certain point in that game? No. I don't think so. No. I was playing Dom. I've actually played through that game, and yeah, it's that game is nuts. <laughs> it <laughs> like, is. <laughs> it is like it's it, it is almost like a, a 12-year-old got to decide like how cool a Jedi could be in this game. And it's great. Oh, it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved every minute of it. It's, uh-huh. as, as far as gameplay goes, I mean, it yeah. is a It's treat. a little hack and slash repeat, repeat, but That's, it's... Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say is like, I know that I will have beat this into the ground by this point in our like series this month, but this game is for being the only game this generation that was a like mainline Star Wars entry. It got away from the things that I liked about the previous games, which were the adventure style like kind of level designs that were puzzle like and no, like yeah. you can solve puzzles and you'll be in a ship flying around for one mission or something. It's basically just kind of like a linear hack and slash throw stormtroopers into canisters that blow up. Okay, so stuff. this came out in 07. When did KOTOR 2 come out? Oh, that was 05 or 6. I think. Okay, so they went three two? years then. Probably with- not. I think I think KOTOR came out in like 2002 or three, oh, and then right, KOTOR right. 2 was out like a year after Good that, point. which is part of the, we'll too talk soon? about it. Part of the reason 2 was not as great because they didn't have much time. Go to yeah. too soon. That should be the episode oh, name. Oh, that is going to be the episode <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, look at oh. that, guys. Brainstorming <laughs> on the air. Soon. With our special guest. <laughs> guys, tweet it out. Or we already had that episode. We don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> this is so out of order. We First person know. to tweet KOTOR2 to 1891 Guys, I, Jasmine, our special guest, <laughs> mm-hmm. we keep interrupting. Yep. Now you know what it's like to be Isaac. <laughs> yep. So... Oh, goody. Oh, boy. Uh, Wait. Darth Goody. Darth, Darth Goody. Goody. This segment Yay. brought to you by Darth Goody. 
Thanks, hey, buddy. Hey, wait, can I say hi to Shan Merck? Hi, yeah, Shan Merck. Yeah, sure, why not? Whoa! <laughs> Shan Merck, you have fans. You have fans among our fans. We have a fan on the fans. show <laughs> who is a fan of you who is a fan of OMG, our OMG, fanception. Oh. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I, well, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a voice you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep talking about this game. Describe, describe like, the... Sometimes. structure of this game is there like any kind Ooh, of um, rpg like upgrading or like a stat tree that like you unlock abilities as, as you progress or anything yeah like that? you get points which you can spend on upgrading abilities essentially um is it like the wayne tech stuff like in the arkham games kind of i'm trying to think that, i haven't man. played those in forever that's just I don't know, it's a similar game that came out like this <laughs> i game. know but i'm like, um i think yeah it's pretty similar yeah so is it like every level you're like, ooh, I have a new ability I can use, or is it mostly just the variations and like the aesthetic of the level designs? We should you can't like do you can't do game, like lightning sure. and stuff in the beginning, can you? No, I think they do yeah. unlock. So you at unlock certain, points. certain things like like the, the force, force choke, unlocked. The force unlock. Yes, you get like force choke and force lightning and stuff like that. I think. If I recall, isn't the training level like your Darth Vader and you have yes. to like just kill nine hundred level. It's I so hate good. that level. What? hate it oh it's so good it feels so clunky to me and i hate it i yeah, totally agree i'll be honest like the first time i tried to play that game i was like this is like not even a yeah. game that's what being darth vader is like you're clunky i disagree because the new battlefront game came out and its first level is vader just destroying the rebel base and it felt so good you remember this when Wait, you first the new like the new new the new new one so what happens in that game that. when you're installing the game mm -hmm. and all these new consoles you can like pretend it'd be like you can, game's ready to launch mm -hmm. and you can only play like a loading yeah, screen but this game did a cool thing where the loading screen was just the hoth rebel base and you're just vader going in and just i don't remember murdering that. seven million rebels it's pretty great yeah, and it felt great. It felt much better than the Force Unleashed well, one. Well, I like I know that there was a knowing glance between Jasmine and Isaac just now. Like, hey, look, isn't Jake talking a lot? And I just want you to know that I know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Highlights from Force Unleashed. Like, what are your, some of your favorite moments or parts or aspects of this game? I think my biggest thing about that game is that there are moments in it that feel very much like Star Wars to me. Like, there's these huge, big, epic moments that deny physics or science or whatever... And it's just Star Wars, and I like it. That's that's basically I, it. I will agree that while it's completely ridiculous, the the Star Destroyer scene where you're pulling the Star it's Destroyer ridiculous. down to the planet it's is great. really fun. If I saw that in a movie, like if I saw Luke doing that in The Last yes. Jedi, I wouldn't be happy. But to do that in a game like that is a lot of fun. There's leeway in a video. You know, I lost that. Yeah, like so I, many yeah. Times. back to what I was saying. Like it's it literally like they just took the top off for this game and like. When they really played with that. Like a lid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your pervs are talking Sam about. Sam Whitwer, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of, um, uh -oh. at least when I played the PS2 version, like in order to oh, finally. That was a mistake. Ooh. That was a mistake. I'm sorry. But like so to, to finally version. defeat a Ooh. boss, there was like a combination of buttons on the controller you had to hit. Oh, yeah. They, the there quick was, time was that on all of them? Quick yeah. time stuff in yeah. all those games. It's very reminiscent of like. Well, I guess Uncharted games are kind of the same. I was about to say, mm. so, like, yeah. even in the very first Uncharted game, which did come out... Except I, there's boy. no climbing in this game, which yeah. I like. I can just jump everywhere. You don't like climbing. You don't like the climbing. No, it's so See, slow. See, you know, it's, it's funny because like that kind of game... I, I won't get into it now because I'm sure I've talked about, about it in previous episodes. have episode. an Uncharted <laughs> series. Like, let's have a Batman Uncharted Mass like, crossover. Mass Effect, Interstellar crossover episode. Featuring Radiohead. 
I remember side characters in this game being pretty strong. Like oh, I love them. Cast of characters being pretty great. Uh, Proxy is his robot oh, companion. Yeah. He's Proxy very K two S O like, right? Yeah, but not so awesome. Not as sarcastic, I'd say. So you might like him better, I would say. How many K two S jokes does he have? <laughs> what is it about sassy droids in Star Wars? Like between K two and Proxy and HK and so we ha- Proxy's the droid. Proxy. Who else um, is on your list? Is there a female? Oh my gosh, Juno. I can't remember. Juno. Eclipse. I love Juno. She's really cool. Yeah. She's great. She's super English. Yeah, <laughs> super English. Right. A little bit too English. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then Rom Koda, who is his, oh, right. who is his Jedi. Yeah, who's his Jedi master, and he's the first Jedi he's sent to uh, kill, and he ends up failing. Comes and, across him later. And I think it's been like established by creators of Rebels that Rom Koda was huge. Ex- uh, Inspiration for Kanan in this last season never, of I Rebels. I never thought of that. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, bl- the blind Jedi Master yeah. who, you know, yeah. So, oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Rom Koda yeah, has been. Nice. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he can't. That's great. I do like that. Uh, nah. <laughs> guys. <laughs> Wowie. <laughs> We're Wowie just silly Wowie. around here. <laughs> we now, just like two. having fun. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong. <laughs> I can't, I'm still hung up on like this weird twist with Vader. I don't understand Wait, it. Wait, what? The twist that like Vader is in cahoots with Palpatine because I thought, yeah, I guess I thought like they were gonna like kill Palpatine together or something. But you're saying no, well, that was not the original plan, and then it was at a certain point. Okay, in the very beginning, Vader, that level where he plays Vader, you discover Star Killer as right. a little kid, as a little this. baby, and Cute. Vader like supposedly takes him under his wing and says he has to keep him hidden. Apparently, he didn't keep him hidden from Palpatine that whole time, and Palpatine knew, right? Yes. Is that what it is? Okay, oh, and then... Right. And then... Once they betray Palpatine, Starkiller... And then I think Palpatine decides he's, he's too... He, well, but he decides he's too powerful, right? And says, That's right. And says that Vader has to get rid of him. So Vader says he gets rid of him, but he actually doesn't. Oh. Yes. So there's a couple weird little twists in there. There's the twist that Palpatine knew about him the whole time, and then there's the twist that Vader didn't kill him when Palpatine told him to. It's very Star Warsy and very confusing, very Lucasy. I'm sure Lucas oh, had a hand yeah. in the story for this game. Yeah, I think he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I love this game for the same reason I love Kotor One more than Kotor Two. Because it feels like Star Wars more. Yes, and that's why I love Kotor Two because it doesn't feel like Star mm. Wars. There you go. Now the Ooh. second game is like not as beloved as the first. It's one. horrible. I've never What's played up it. with Force Unleashed Two. I have I played it, that I on PS3, like the real system, <laughs> like a real boy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> real boy over here. It's fun in the same way. Pants. Oh my gosh, it's no, <laughs> it's fun in the same way that like the force powers are crazy and fun, but it's even shorter. Mm, like right, okay, yeah. this was the first game I ever went to the midnight release of. I got it at midnight, stayed up until two a.m., went to school the next day, beat it in forty-five minutes when I got home. Oh wow! That's wow. I remember it was like a five or six hour game at the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, that's it a was lot bad. for sixty bucks or mm-hmm. fifty bucks. I even bought the collector's edition. Ooh. The tin was cool yeah. though. The tin was cool. And I remember it's it wasn't even really like a tight story either. There really like there really wasn't a point A to point B. No. Nothing really happened, did it? No. no, it was a very bad story. And it brought like the, the, the clone trope that I love so much. And they very oh, much no. set it up. Oh, did they yeah. really? Yeah. Yep. That's right, because he di- doesn't he die oh, in one? Okay, don't get me started on okay. this. No, no, this is the podcast. <laughs> That's why I must get started. That's all we do is get started. So there's two theories. Let's get it started. There, okay, there's ah. So what they tell you in the second game is he's a clone from the beginning. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. At the f- end of the Who? first- Starkiller? Yes. Starkiller. At the of end of the what? first game, you die. 
Spoilers. Oh. Spoiler alert. Should have prefaced I don't that. think I ever beat this game. Yeah. So at the beginning of the second game, you're told you're a clone, essentially. But then there's a fan theory that says, nah, you ain't a clone. Video game fan theories? Oh, boy. Yeah. Hang on a second. So I was you a die nerd. at the end of the first game. <laughs> Inexplicably, he's alive in the second game. And the twist is that the reason why he's alive is because he's not really alive. It's just another clone of Star Trek. This is the timeline yes. where Palpatine has a clone of himself. So, you like, you oh. know, this is old canon. So that was a... They didn't really know... Well, by that point, they did know what was going on with clones. But they didn't yeah. care. So... There, oh, it, there's just some crazy stuff yeah. in the old and like the the game is beautiful. It is probably still one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Hmm. The second one, yeah. The it's first one doesn't look that great. It doesn't hold up as much, but neither does no. Mass Effect. Spoiler. It doesn't. No, no. no. It does not. It does not. Look but the as second great portion, at least, is just beautiful. Like hmm. it's it's gorgeous. But I should play that. Or maybe nah, I shouldn't. Just watch, watch it. There's like, a Yoda yeah. and Boba Fett cameo, isn't there? Like that's the, uh, that was like the big oh, selling really? point. I remember. I was there, like, hey, Yoda's going to be yeah, in this game for a sec. He was in there That's for right. a sec. A you, go to, sec. you play on Dagobah in that game, right? Yeah, I guess you can say you play on Dagobah. <laughs> for the whole game? You pretty game? much just walk through it. Oh. There's just like a, yeah, there's a segment And then there's a cutscene, and then you're gone. That was nice. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I... I've played yeah, snippets you're on, of both those games. You're on, you start on Camino, right? Because that's the whole clone thing. So you have to break yeah. off, get out of Camino. Is oh, that like the cool. opening level? Yeah. Sounds cool, in theory. Can we... Make a pact together as friends and podcasters. Wait, let me get the knife. I have... <laughs> let me get the parchment. <laughs> to open this bag of sharp cheddar because we got to make nachos. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> that did not make sense. No. So, <laughs> Isaac's blood nachos. <laughs> so, we're going to... That was my nickname in high school. I bought <laughs> blood nachos. Hey, hey. <laughs> I had this game, like, well, I bought it on Xbox One, and it just came, like, whoever owned it before me, like, had that game downloaded. Let's just get together and play it as bros, and we'll just hand off the controller after each level. Are we recording this or just doing it for fun? Oh, the best. Okay. okay, the craziest thing about, I think it was one of the major selling points for the Force Unleashed 2, was there was this Force Fury mode. That's right. Where you built up this energy throughout a level. You're special. And then, yeah, it's your special ability. <laughs> your Tony Hawk You click it, <laughs> you're basically invincible. You have unlimited force energy, yeah, unlimited... Oh, it was great. So the, the gameplay one. is kind of fun. Yeah, the gameplay is fun. Story is it's just junk. The story is literally junk. It's like a so five-hour demo level. The opposite of Kotor. And then they also marketed it as an RPG, and there's literally... No. There what? is... One choice at the very end, which is mm. I can't even remember, remember if it's kill Vader or not, or if it's kill your clone or not. So there's my question: When is the second one set? If Vader's still alive in it, when is it set? Like, like shortly after the first one, like a and are they eight months or something? Are they it's both like before that. a New Hope? Yes. Okay. Because that was the cool thing about the Force Unleashed was because it originally set up the making of the Rebel Alliance. Starkiller was essentially the inspiration for the Rebel Alliance. So he was the fulcrum, the Ahsoka role. Kind of, right yeah, which I liked. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of neat. But, but now Jake Ahso sounds sad. Well, Ahsoka's no, kind no, of I'm just awesome <laughs> in that role, too. But. Yeah. So anything else to like say on this game? Like Any other big takeaways? I love Vader in this game. Oh, yeah? Love him. Didn't they get that Chad Vader guy to play him in those games? Did they? I think so. You guys remember dude from Chad like Vader? Yeah. Yeah. He when, plays Darth Vader. That sounds right. I feel like that's that true. Like and I stupid could also be lying. Garbage that would happen in 2007. 
I could also be lying. Was YouTube? YouTube wasn't around. It was. It was. YouTube. I think was. it like just started. Boy, it came out in 1979. Much. It was what are you talking about? Not just started in 2007. I don't know. I would say 04 is when you're starting. I think to it was I can't 2004. This ago. is. That's weird. This conversation. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> not no even the does. creator of YouTube. Watch your games. <laughs> yeah, Isaac is Boy. watching. Can I? An aside, a small aside here. We have the TV on football. And then Isaac has his phone out, and he's watching a game on his phone. Well, you guys are just complaining about not having enough to say on our podcast. Do you want me to put one on the on the computer monitor? No, you want me to show one on my phone? Nope, I'm good. It's great. I'm fine. You guys nerd out about DC Comics. I'll watch a man's He watches one football game, and he turns into this like alpha male dude, bro. That's just preposterous. Calling us nerds. Well, how would you describe? Oh, I'm sorry, Vader. Yeah, Vader. So I think Vader probably has the best storyline in this game. I was when I was watching the playthrough yesterday, I felt like you really got a glimpse into what Vader's going through at this moment in time. He's very he is very much tired of Palpatine, and that's why he's concocted this plan to get rid of him. And I feel like that is something he would probably do at some point when if he had the chance to do. Yeah, he it just it feels very like good for Vader. Mm-hmm. This is something they're exploring in Vader comics and stuff. Yeah, right? no. I don't know. I haven't read them. I bought it and I haven't read it yet. And I, what I think I was gonna say earlier, this came out in a time where there really wasn't anything yeah. in between the original trilogy. Like, oh yeah, not really. There yeah. was nothing was in between three and four. Say, that, that's why I was kind of excited when this stuff came out because this was in sort of that vacuum. Not really vacuum, mm-hmm. but I mean just that space and time where mm-hmm. you kind of. Had you got yeah, excited for that's twenty years where nothing much happened in the old canon. It was a big deal to like have new media with like modern technology where you're seeing Darth Vader in like OT era stuff, like in a prominent role, because most of the games that came out during that prequel era were prequel, were prequel era yeah. games. Yeah. If mm-hmm. we're gonna talk like uh, we've just talked about, or we'll be talking about Shadows of the Empire at some point, this was almost. Sort of like that to the the point because remember there was like a tie-in comic, there was a tie-in novel, there was like a, there was action figures released for it. Like it was multimedia. Like it was it, it was like the movie was the video game. It was mm-hmm. intended to get. Oh, that I wanted same a movie push. Force Unleashed so bad. It was intended <laughs> oh. to be that level of push. I'll, I'll talk about it more on the Shadows of the Empire episode, which has already come which out. Which is already out, <laughs> or they, will be out, or we could be dead. They were going to intend to give it the same level of like toy tie-ins book tie-ins all these same levels of like multimedia soundtrack everything but because it kept on getting delayed and stuff they ended up being like no forget it and they had a plan for a third one too the second one ended on like the biggest cliffhanger oh well tell us what it is i haven't watched it through recently (laughs) so i can't remember exactly but it's I'm good that sure. she's done as much preparation as we normally yeah, do. Yeah, pretty much. Spirit of, uh, <laughs> no, I wrote down thoughts, and then I forgot the paper. Oh, so. Even that's more on also, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> also us. Are you sure that you're not a regular cast member of the show? Hey, I think at the end they heavily imply that you maybe aren't a clone at the second. Oh, and then the at the end of the second one, yeah, mm. and then they just leave that, and like I don't know. I Why no third? What happened? It, it wasn't very good, and no one liked the second it. Second one, it's like Half-Life Two, bad, huh? nobody is clamoring for it, it at all. Yeah. Did you say like Half-Life Three? Two. No, um, actually, I think a, a lot of people wanted this game. They wanted a third one, and they wanted it done right. Wait, people were into these yeah. games. That game no, was yeah. what 2010 or 2011. So Lucasfilm sale 
That's like true. Like a year later, and then Lucas Arts mm-hmm. was dissolved, and so mm-hmm. I'm sure any pre-production was probably squelched yeah. right around then. Squelched, yeah. but very good. Um, squelched. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Squelched. Squelched is the correct word. What's squelch? What word am I going to get wrong? Squelch is on what this you meant to say. Squelch is not a word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't understand how I've had two arguments about the word squelch this week in different contexts, <laughs> but I have. What was the other one? Oh, the biggest thing about the second one, the whole thing that made you question whether he was a clone or We're not. Both right, I forgot about this. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> they're both. You can see. You can use both. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Anyway, guys, we're still friends. It's okay. Yeah, that was sure. A close one. Why not? Oh dear, I'm not going to be friends with any of you guys. After this. <laughs> one person's trying to do a professional podcast. Right Jasmine, now. be quiet. We're trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, I want you to like tell me about Starkiller's character. Okay. Does he have a character? Is what I want to know. Okay, in the game, not so much. Ah. I also read the book about five times. Is that right? And in the book, she read Force Unleashed. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about going on Rebel Force Radio and talking about your fandom of this? <laughs> it would make them feel so good about themselves. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> oh no! Shots fired. She am I really right, is just a real GMT bro. She really is. Have you seen my Twitter profile? It just says Moppy Talkie. <laughs> I haven't seen your Twitter profile. She's a Moppy Talkie. I'm a chill bro. Okay. I- <laughs> Does Starkiller have a character a pers- a personality? personality? In the book, which you read 500 times, what? But I haven't read recently, but it was my favorite Star Wars book for the longest time. What about in your favorite For, book? I feel like in the book he does. Is there is there like a little romance between Juno and There is and a romance him? between so that's him and Juno. something, I guess. Is he a it's... Sith? No. No. He's the... just like an Inquisitor, that weird nebulous area. But it's weird because he's grown up around this... Vader, the super powerful guy, and at some point he surpasses how powerful Vader is, and it's because he switches to the light side, I guess. And I don't know. I I like his character in the book. It seems like it makes a not too quick of a complete switch because once he's betrayed, he he doesn't just go full on light side. He's still somewhat. Uh, attached to Vader and stuff. Gotcha. But with little things that happen and he keep and he has Rom Coda with him then and it just I don't know. It it helps. From I don't yeah, I don't remember a whole lot from I can't yeah, from I just can't game. remember. I haven't played it probably since it came out in two thousand seven. Well Jasmine Hey, she's hey looking you. she's looking like <laughs> no. so she's trying to remember something okay. yeah, about the game. But it's fine. It's whatever. The it's game, fine. the game is trash. I'm trash, but I like it. No, <laughs> that should not be her words, not ours. Being on our show. No, it, it, the game is trash, but I love Star Wars. Oh, trash. Boy. That's I'm, the thing we've said it before. Yeah, and we'll say it again. Star Wars is trash, is trash a lot. Of <laughs> I've never said that. No, we have said that about specific things. Yeah, it's not it's very good, but it's still Star Wars, and we like it. It's true, mm-hmm. guys. When it's Star Wars, it's never trash because it's Star Wars. But it's Jasmine. Trash. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. You're our first like fan to come on the show. How does it feel? <laughs> Chelsea's been on the show, but she is yeah. not, she's a not a fan. <laughs> she's not a fan. She's definitively. Christina was on the show. Does she like this? She actually does like the show a lot. She's oh, a good. fan of Jake. I don't know if people know that that was her. Yeah, if you weren't around, would she like the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta wonder. I don't know. She, yeah, she does have a like 
a way in. Weird obsession with you? Oh. <laughs> weird. I don't know if it's weird for dating. Is she is she stalking you? Is this be a weird, weird obsession? if we weren't? That's what I call then dating. It would be I just say these two people have a weird obsession with each other. They just won't stop talking. Yeah. Do you feel like Jamie has an unhealthy obsession with you? <laughs> she is <laughs> crawls into my bed every night. It's kind of weird at this point. <laughs> on that note, let's end this segment. Jasmine, thanks for coming on the show. Yep. We're probably going to talk about something else, so cut to that. Bye. Bye. Slash, we're still going. Do you guys remember, like, for whatever, I think why I remember this so much is, like, it was, like, an extra featurette on the bonus material when they first released the DVD original trilogy. They had, like, an entire making of the uh, episode three tie-in video game. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, they seemed to be really intent on making a movie tie-in game that didn't suck. Like, and I felt kind of bad for them once the game came out because, like, yeah, I, I feel like they tried so hard to make it not be bad, but everyone just kind of, like, realized that it's just like every other, like, movie tie-in game where you have to follow the narrative of the movie and you kind of have to just follow one little train track throughout the entire story. And I remember, like, they wanted to make they, it, like the whole selling point was like the ultimate Jedi action experience. Like I looked this up a little bit beforehand too, and like they were they had like Hayden Christensen come on, and they had like Nick Gillard work on the game too to like do mocap and yeah, I remember like, that. Guide, guide the game developers along and try to make as like the the best lightsaber combat you, you you possibly could. And I remember like it ended up not working out too bad because I think. For a lot of people, what was really neat for them was it actually had a mode outside the story mode where it was just like a one-on-one, like, Mortal Kombat sort of, like, little arena where you could do, like, one-on-one mm-hmm. lightsaber battles. Do you guys do you guys play that game? Oh, the, the, you're talking about the Revenge of the Sith game? Yeah, yeah. I loved that game. It was so much and fun. And that game had great co-op. You could be Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, together, and it was so good. I never had any friends to play it with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Sorry, buddy. I had a lot of friends, and we had to take turns. It was like you had to get it. It was like get in line to play a game. With me. Wow, it's crazy. That sounds great. Hey, I don't know. Quick note about Nick Gillard, who Isaac talks about all the time. They made a character in that game that was based on him called Sindralig, which is just his name backwards. Yeah, that oh, was one of the. Good. What was yeah? What was neat about that game was like the narrative like followed. Like you went in between doing missions as Obi Wan and Anakin, and like that was like the like the boss of the Order sixty six level, yeah. which included the now non canonical death of a uh, Jocasta Nu. Because remember, That's like right. the, yeah, in that cutscene, Anakin comes into the uh, Jedi Temple archives, and she's like, "Oh, you can't come in here," and she actually whips out a lightsaber. Yeah, Bart Jocasta pulls out a lightsaber. <laughs> he like he like lifts her up in the air and like impales her with a lightsaber and. That's when the level starts, and like the first part of that level is you're going through the archives, fighting different Jedi. And yeah, then that boss was you had to fight Sendralig. I'm so happy that you brought this up. I I meant to bring this up too. This was, am I wrong? Maybe you remember this better than I do, Isaac. Were were there kind of younglings in this fight? Not like children, but like clearly younger Jedi that you were taking down. Yeah, there was like they were, they were clearly Padawans, like they were like five foot four instead. They had little like Phantom Menace, <laughs> Obi Wan ponytails. Yeah, it was clear that you weren't fighting like all Jedi knights. Yeah, 
I remember that being very dark and worrying that, like, my parents were going to, like, come in and see me and think that I was murdering a bunch of kids in a video game. Well, you were. Like, no, it's okay. It's Star Wars. And I was. Yeah. It's my favorite level of any game. Is that the same game uh, where you could... I remember that, uh... Oh, go ahead. That boss with a syndrolic, like, he had this really, like, neat... Like, every, like, boss in that game had, like, their little special move. And Syndralogs was, like, he had this, like, like flurry attack where he would do, like, just do like run and then he do like like you do that noise too movement, <laughs> like lightsaber attack on you. I don't know, it was cool. The thing that I remember not being great about that game is that it was sort of a hack and slash type thing where you are running through and they made the all the force powers pretty like context sensitive, where it wasn't the versatility of like the Jedi Knight slash outcast games where you can just use your force powers whenever. It was like there will be a blue dot by a box, and you can move the box. I'm going by very hazy memories of a game that came out in 2005, but mm-hmm. that's my recollection of the game. Yeah, that, it was the what you were talking about. Yeah, like pretty much you had to wait for like a glowy thing to start glowing to be able to move it or something like that. But yeah, like that that was because I had a lot a lot of fun playing it too. But yeah, looking back, like it really was like I mentioned before, it was. You really had to, to follow the path of uh, the the given level. There wasn't a lot of exploratory opportunity. Wasn't wasn't there yeah. like an alternate ending though? Couldn't you play the last level as Anakin and kill Obi Wan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I how, there was a lot of little fun things like that. Yeah, I remember that how that one ended is uh, like it ends the same way with Anakin jumping up because Obi Wan has the high ground, but instead of like stopping short like he manages to like jump over obi-wan and stabs him in the back like before obi-wan can turn around and then like you like immediately kill palpatine right yeah because you end up going to meet palpatine like when palpatine comes to uh mustafar and uh another now non-canonical concept of palpatine presenting darth vader with his new lightsaber and anakin or now darth vader he's like oh that's pretty cool and he does, like, a cool <laughs> spin move and, like, ends up stabbing Palpatine in the chest, too. He's like, now I'm in charge of everything. Yeah. That's a little weird, because that doesn't really seem in line with Anakin's motivations. You never got the sense that he wanted to be the Emperor. No. But yeah. it, it was just a little, you know, little Easter egg for you. A little... Yeah, just, like, fun, yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. I, I wish that games would be more willing to do that stuff now, to be honest with you. Like, I miss games just having cheat codes real cheat codes that you naughty dog does this actually like once you beat the game they'll give you a bunch of cheat codes to mess around with mm-hmm. and i miss that kind of stuff in like rareware games where they would do that and this kind of thing where there would be an alternate ending where you can kill obi-wan for no reason i think these kind of games take themselves a little bit I, too seriously I'm, now I'm a, and are very consciously don't want you to break them and i, I like when games are like ah mess around break the game up i i'm a strong proponent of cheat codes in games like i yes. i want to have fun while i'm playing a video game and some of the most fun times i've had are in like the jedi outcast games with all the cheat codes you could you could put in there where you could spawn like 500 sith to fight at at one well they're called Reborn, oh my gosh yeah stuff like that some of the- so much fun Completely unrelated to Star Wars, but like GoldenEye 64, some of my favorite just gaming memories were just me and friends like going through the story mode and putting like the all weapons cheat on and just like driving like yeah you could just you could just like have tank missiles just in the facility level and just like do silly things that don't make any sense. 
Um, as much as yeah. I, yeah, as much as I love video games, I've never been very good at them. So I'm, no, I'm just all about neither. like I, I want it. I want to have fun while I'm playing video games. So I don't, unless it's like a multiplayer game. I'm all about cheat codes. If it's just me playing a video game, yeah, I'm gonna cheat because I want to have Guys, fun. Guys, yeah, for single player games, I have absolutely no reservations about turning something yeah. on easy mode, unless no, it's oh, something yeah. like a franchise that I'm very good at and I like to challenge myself at. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's a story driven game, I like to go on easy mode and have fun. <laughs> Guys, can I, I before we end it tonight, I wanted to give like my million dollar oh, idea of what I want. What I really like the idea of is I remember. Uh, Back when PS3 was like in its heyday, they remember they came out with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, oh, which yeah. basically, yeah, what what it basically was was it was like they took all the Pro Skater games from like three, like from one, two, and three, and they more or less gave you like between the soundtrack and the levels and the skaters you could choose from, it was just like a greatest hits package. But like done up with new PS3 style graphics. Yeah, that's like Sonic Mania that just came out too. Yeah. Yeah. What I I would really like is for like a DLC for like I'm people would pay this. I I think no doubt for like even like 25 bucks if you took like the original two Battlefronts and matched up like the the best levels from those and like the best like uh soldier classes you could think of. Just take all the best components from that. And dress it up with new graphics and release that as just like a bare bones, like, okay, you can do like capture the flag or you can do like those little multiplayer modes. If you came out with that, just like a completely bare bones greatest hits of like the old Battlefronts, I think that would do incredibly well. I, I think you could probably get away with selling that at full price almost. En- enough people want the old Battlefront games back. I would, uh, I would absolutely adore. It doesn't even have to be a full blown like new textures and stuff. Just like, Give me a um, like Star Wars Legends game collection of like the Jedi Knight games yeah. and Star Wars Episode One Racer and all of these game and Shadows of the Empire and just yeah. brush it up for HD televisions like Rare Replay did. Did you guys? Do you have an Xbox One, Riley? No, I just PC and PS4. Rare Replay is the best HD remake package I've ever seen. Like they got it exactly right. It is the same polygons from the original game, but they modernized the control so that it just feels right, right. on a Xbox controller. It doesn't feel like you're fighting. <laughs> it doesn't feel like they've poorly mapped it on from N64 to Xbox. You can control the camera in a way that you'd be able to control a modern game. Right. But they've made it just look really good on an HDTV without destroying the integrity of the original game. Or like Halo that Master Chief collection. Oh, you could press yeah. a button and swap between the original graphics and the old and the new graphics, which is really smart. I would love something like that, but just for all of the LucasArts they, they Star did, Wars. Did you games. ever play the uh not Star Wars, but the old Monkey Island games? Oh right, yeah. Because the they did that with Monkey those too, and they, they are so much fun. You can switch between old and new and they're just those are great games, speaking of LucasArts. Yep. Man, that's why I'm really sad LucasArts is gone, because they they did more. They, they had so Wars. many good games. Yeah, their Indiana it's Jones games like the, are good. The whole like '90s kids thing is like in full force right now. But <laughs> yes. like, it, it is. But whatever. Whatever. Everybody has their decade that they like. But yeah, but like a, a really simple concept, like taking like Star Wars games that people would absolutely love to get like dressed up and modernized and let us download it for twenty bucks. I mean, I don't, I think that's kind of what you guys were speaking to before about. It's kind of 
uh, the direction that new Star Wars video games are taking, where they really do kind of take herself, themselves really seriously, and it has to be some sort of like tentpole event whenever a new Star Wars video game comes out. It can't just be something kind of fun to, to mess around with or something you can just buy once and enjoy it. It's got to be something crazy and a big spectacle. I, I yeah, think... it doesn't seem like we live in a world where we're going to be able to have like the like Django Fett, um, like bounty hunter game that came out. It was just like a fun little bounty hunter game. I don't remember that being like some explosive event that was dominating the media and things. with a tie-in like... novel and exclusive action. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, no. Probably yeah, back back in novel, but... back in those days. Star Wars games, you had a couple a year, one or two a year, I'd say. They just they just were right. coming out all the time. It was kind of like, you know, you'll get a bunch of Star Wars books, and some of them are great, and some of them are just okay, but it, they do interesting things that, regardless, you wouldn't have otherwise. And it's a shame. Like, I don't think that we'll ever get another Star Wars Episode One Racer-type game. Like, yeah. I don't... These sorts of... And spin-offs, which while being spin-offs are still really, really acutely designed down to the smallest detail to make them feel Star Warsy. And and you know why I think that is? It's it's probably a, a larger discussion and issue, which we're not really going to do. But I think it's all because of cell phones and mobile games. You know, EA can make. I and I'm I'm guilty. I play a, a Star Wars mobile game. Galaxy of Heroes, and I like it. And, oh, yeah. But it's just, they, they can put very little money into that. And it's, like, one of the top... It's become one of the top grossing games. They can, they make millions on it. And with, yeah, with very little true. overhead. And it's, you know... I think that type of thing has killed those small little games, those small little 10-hour games that used to come out. It really is true because, you know, especially now that there isn't somebody like Lucas at the front of the thing who's like, no, yeah, let's just make cool games. Now from Disney's perspective and EA's perspective, it's like, well, why would we put all of the man hours into making a next gen star Wars game to just make it some quirky little thing where we could put some like, <laughs> uh, Jin Erso endless runner on the app stores. That does not thing that exists. And I don't know why she would be running from the past guys. I don't She's know. running from the death star laser. <laughs> And you lose. You, you, can't, lose. Win you can't win. <laughs> it's funny, like, it's Lu- Lucasfilm, like, it's... It's actually a really great idea for a game, to be honest with you. That's kind of <laughs> Lucasfilm kind of being, like, the, the company that really made, like, independent production, like, kind of a an in-vogue thing. Like, what if they just, like, hired, like, 10 indie developers and say, like, hey, like, let's support you guys and, like, you come up with, like, a, a, a little 10-hour like side scroller game i don't know just something to i, I know that would be so awesome kind of, just kind of goose that that little niche that not really niche even like everyone would love that like once again there's not like the most money in it overall but i mean like it, it just something that, that's cool to have like it's there there's not a lot to be said for that anymore it does seem like it's everything's very calculated we, we had the discussion before about how lucasfilm i think is terrified of putting out product that sucks anymore and which kind of sucks for us because i mean it's everything is so calculated that you don't get a chance to have like star Wars, Obi-Wan for the Xbox, which yeah. might suck a little, but at least it's like something new. I mean, we're still going to play it because of star Wars and we're still going to enjoy it somewhat. I think the thing with that, and this is, um, once again, veering up to use an example of a non star Wars thing, a game 
called Ukulele just came out, which is really mm. great. It's made by ex-Rare developers who yeah. made like Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64, and they got together and wanted to make a game like that, like the games from the N64 era, like platformers like that. And so they did a Kickstarter game and made it using, you know, like Unreal Engine and new software. And it is exactly what they promised it to be. And it got kind of mixed reviews because I think what people realized is that on HD consoles these days, you can't like the rough edges stand out a little bit more. I really love ukulele, but I think people are forgetting that a lot of the problems that exist in that game did exist in the N64 days. It just is pronounced when you're playing it on like your 4K enabled Xbox (laughs) One as opposed to your GameCube or N64 or whatever. So like when you, you give a small developer you know, access to give them the Unreal Engine 5 or whatever and have them develop a little Star Wars game. But if it's not perfect, it stands out more than it did. Like, there's rough edges in all the Star Wars games that we mentioned, and you can look past them. I don't know. Everything has to be perfect now, and it's it's a shame. Yeah, I... You know. I, I like Isaac's idea of getting 10 indie developers, just letting them slap a Star Wars skin on whatever they want to do. Even yeah. Even something like Ukulele. Can you imagine, like, uh, you're initially going to hate this, but just think about no, it. No, I know that I'm not going to hate it. it. Think about if they let them make ukulele into a little porg that gets to jump around and do things, and that was a game Riley, that came out for kids. speaking my language. Like, that would, that would be is... amazing. It would be Are amazing. We talking I... We're talking about porgs for the first time. Hey, Ruku, whatever the face. We get You put one on the porg count for us. Yeah. <laughs> we got i i'm like platforming is my favorite genre of games i would be so into that even like that's the thing is like even like little spin-off games like for the game boy advance that would exist just yeah don't exist anymore yeah, we're never gonna see that again probably and that's a shame like a weird 16-bit side-scrolling revenge of the sith video game no. <laughs> can't be a thing anymore no nope. even like remember episode one jedi power battles for PS1, I remember. Do I ever? Yeah, that game ruled. Like that. But I've That's seen another, it everywhere. Like, hey, here's ten levels, and you just like you go side to side, and you just hack on battle droids, and you go to a, a boss, and it's is that a side scrolling game? K- kind yeah, of. Yeah, you just yeah, more or less. Yeah, it's like a 3D side scroller. There's a little bit of it's uh, like a Klonoa depth, but not like much. 2.5D thing. That's kind of like cool. Those, I see that None game everywhere. I've never games like where you could like go up and down and side to side. So oh, it's like a like a brawler type. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, like an arcade brawl. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I guess there's no other like there's there's so many good Star Wars video games to talk about. Yeah, I, love I don't mind keep going. All the yeah. old Tie Fighter games. I don't know if you guys ever played those. They were PC yeah, not only. more than a few minutes. But yeah, those were great. Uh, the Rogue Squadron games were amazing. I don't have a lot of memories with Rogue Squadron. They're great. I think that would be a good one if you know, talk more about video games in the future. That would be yeah. a good one for me to revisit because I don't have a lot of memories with those. The N64 one is good, too. People forget about that one. Yeah, I have that one. It's very fun, the very first one. It, it yeah. Because it took that model from... Um, it took the very first level from Shadows of the Empire 
and made the a one whole thing game that people liked about it. that game. Yeah, it made a whole game around it with those controls, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and once again, like all those games were so meticulous about making sure that all of the little readouts on your ship looked exactly like the movies. I was thinking about Episode One Racer, which is a game I really, really like, and how they just recreated that Boon to Eve track flawlessly. Like, when you're racing through it, you already know the course because you've seen Episode One. You know when that, like, part where you have to flip your ship on its side to fit through the little gap in the canyon. They just did a great job at rendering all that stuff and how the readouts on your pod racer are the exact same ones that Anakin has in the movie. All those little things are little things that I would like to see come back. There's there's one really cool tidbit from Rogue Squadron that just tickles me, and I love it. Um, it came out in December of 98. and Oh, wow. And so it, it, it was pre-Phantom Menace. And then, what, Phantom Menace came out in, what, like, May of 99 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this game had been out for, you know, five months, and... After Phantom Menace came out, like it was like Nintendo Power or some some magazine like that uh, got a scoop from LucasArts that there was a code that no one had had discovered up until that point. And you enter this code and you can unlock the Naboo Starfighter. No. Yes. So in in Rogue Squadron, which came out in December of ninety eight, oh yeah, no, I you can totally play as as the Naboo Starfighter. They added that that into the game. They got like early concept art, added it into the game, and then didn't let anyone know until after the movie came out that this code was this code was in there. But I just think that's really cool. That is really cool. They made a Naboo Starfighter video game. Oh yeah, like Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that I'm trying to look up the title right now. That's why I cut out. Um, I think it was Star Wars Starfighter. Yeah, two. There was like Jedi 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 Starfighter. Yeah, I think it is. Yep. You use the force. It got sequels. Yeah, that was cool. You use the force in the ship. Wow, what? I never played them. I just saw. I always saw them around. Yeah, Jedi Starfighter. You were you were some Jedi. I don't remember who. But um, your name was Jedi Starfighter. (laughs) Yeah, that was your name. But you could use force abilities while in the ship while flying around. In what way could you do that? Would you like lean your hand out of the ship and like force push into no, the ship? You just <laughs> have, like, How did it work? Do you remember Isaac? Sure. I think. Well, <laughs> I think it what it literally was. I mean, you, just like any other force power in a video game, you just you hit in a, a button, ship. You can move stuff. I don't think you made any sort of motion. No, you're, like your you're, hand. Your so it just like came out of your ship. Like, yeah, your like, hand like, doesn't lightning come out of your ship. I don't think you could do lightning. You're a Jedi, but uh, but you could well, like you could blow it. other ships up, you know, or you could. There was some kind of weird force push, I believe. I don't, I don't know, but there were definitely definitely force powers you could use from inside the ship. Do you know what I be? Do you know what I want? Because I forgot about a game that EA made that I adore, and that no, they didn't make it. Shut up, Jake. You don't know what you're talking about. Burnout, that series. They published oh, that game. I don't think they developed it. So you want like, another racer game? First three games in Revenge are great. Give me a burnout game that's just like scrappy Star Wars ships, but with like really realistic crashes. Mm-hmm. I played and the you can have a Burnout Revenge, actually. That was. Oh my goodness. Like so good. And the party crash mode 
where you just crash into traffic and see how much damage you can cause. If you could do yeah. that with like on Coruscant and just crash into the millions of ships that are flying around. Oh, I just, I swooned. I'm sorry. I got lost. On <laughs> you should have seen it. I, apparently you played as Addy Gallia in Jedi Starfighter. I didn't remember that. Ooh. Wasn't swoon a, uh, Silver Sun pickup Interpol song? song? Oh, <laughs> it is Silver Sun pickups. Uh, also, did you know it? Jedi Starfighter is one of the few instances where C-3PO is voiced by someone other than Anthony Daniels. Oh! Now you who know. was it? Your mom? Ross King. <laughs> My mother, Ross King. <laughs> Ross King. <laughs> yep. yeah, everyone it's weird knows that mother. your mom has a completely different name. <laughs> yeah, than me. It's weird. And that her name is Ross. <laughs> and that she was a king. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I come from royalty. To me, I'll always be royal. Riley Bow Magazine. I have to go. To, <laughs> to me, I'm royal. <laughs> I have to go to work in two and a half hours, so I want to. You do? Two and a half hours? What? You didn't tell us that. I thought it was implied. <laughs> Why would it be implied <laughs> that a be person implied? has to go to work at midnight? Well, go to bed. We'll close it out. I guess we'll close it out, then you go to bed. Unless you just want to leave and... Jake and I definitely and won't then we keep can... talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess that's it. I guess we have to go because Isaac needs to sleep because he has to go to work in yeah. two and a half hours. Well, baby Isaac's got to sleep for two hours. Uh, <laughs> You're going to wimp. Talk behind my back after that. Well, guys, I guess that's it for this time. Again, we want to apologize for the quality. This will not become a normal thing. It's no. just a necessity this time. Uh, next it time may we'll... be more frequent for me in the coming months. Well, maybe we'll say. just replace you. Um, so, yeah, okay. That's it for us tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed us talking about video games. Isaac, I'm sure, did not. Um, but he can go sleep it off. You guys got any final words? We should say that, um, please, if you have not already done so, rate and subscribe on iTunes. But really, what we want you to do is to, in some way, acknowledge to us that you listen to the show. <laughs> like, email us at grandmoftalking at gmail.com, or tweet us, or leave us a comment on Instagram. Yeah, do whatever you want. Or on the website. It's hard to do that because I don't update it, because I forget. So do it on the other things that we do update. Right. And I'll write an article someday. Next time, I don't, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but Kotor too, you big goof. Yeah, but are we going to be able to record that? I want to do that mm. one in person. Let's say this, because obviously our, our schedules are, tri- mine in particular, probably. Yeah, it's all Jake's fault, actually. It really isn't at all, but that's what people are saying in the news. Mm-hmm. Gunray. So, my lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. <laughs> we <laughs> we have a few episodes banked that do not relate to video games. Yeah. And barely relate to our show. That's <laughs> true. Not true. We have well, true we have for a one of them. Episode that we haven't released. Yeah. We have one that literally does not even relate to Star Wars. So that'll be coming out whenever they come out. Stay tuned. So we may, we intended to do a full video game. They'll be coming out the mountain when they come. Exactly. Very good. 
but uh, we may have to It'll be coming out the mountain when they come unceremoniously end video game month because of this song that's happening. Yeah, but we'll continue video game month with KOTOR 2 because I will talk about that song. We'll close out video game month and maybe in a different month other than September, but we will definitely <laughs> yes. do that episode very soon. Any more to sing, Isaac? Or are you done? I'm fine. <laughs> I just, I'm so tired. Okay, well, that's it for us. This has been a delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, and, and Isaac. When I come, here I come. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right, well, Isaac, go to bed. Um, I guess that's this is weird. We just end. Yeah. We just hang up, stop talking. Be sure to hit save. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why would I talk to you guys if this wasn't being recorded? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, guys. How do you end a conversation if it's not in podcast form? Yeah, it's, this is weird. I don't like it. Riley, this has been... I'm the what? Do, do the outro Great again, fans. and then I'll be uh, comfortable. It's been delicately maybe. curated, uh, long-form Skype call brought to you by the three of us. Uh, that no, one's, no one's hearing this except This feels us. good. This feels um, right. By our loquacious yet soothing voices... In. Yet loquaciously of yet soothing voices. Of yet soothing. Yes. Loquaciously of yet soothing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You heard me. Okay, I'm hanging up now. You really did. All right, bye. Bye. Okay. I really want to dwell on video games, though, if we don't have to. It's. Well, it's video games. That's literally what this episode's going to be about. (laughs) I mean, right, but we we have to dwell on it, though. What? Oh my god, our chemistry is so bad online. That's all getting cut. My <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I literally couldn't hear you, and I wanted you to repeat yourself. He said he doesn't want to dwell on video games. I understand. Get it? It's a reference. Oh, brother. To it's a reference. <laughs> is that... That could possibly be the worst response you can ever get to a joke, is I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> It was just, I think I would have responded to it if I could have heard what you said. That's also I like... I would have enjoyed it. I hope, that, I hope that's what Christina says when you uh, propose as well, just... <laughs> what? I understand. I understand. I understand. <laughs> and she never, ever, like, acknowledges it beyond that. That's just it. I understand. I'm like, no, 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 I want to know if you'll marry me. I understand. <laughs> Let's get our uh, silence. <laughs> Someone's breathing right this into the microphone in the silence. Is not working. Oh, it was probably me. Hold on. <laughs> I, got, I got too used to holding it close. I'm... All right, that's good. I was, all I heard was like a. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it was just. <laughs>
So we just thought we we needed to mention it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, someone's hey, Isaac, breathing directly. Try not to um, breathe with all of your breath you have into the microphone. I didn't think I was breathing, to be quite honest. You didn't <laughs> think you were breathing. <laughs> I, I hope that you to. are. You try not to breathe. <laughs> Gets on people's nerves, like right now. <laughs> That's true. 